These five things, money, sex, death, politics, and then finally, perhaps the most controversial one, how to talk about your spiritual experience, the integrity of your spiritual experience without sounding like you have drunk the Kool-Aid, even if we don't talk about them in so-called polite company. It's the kind of stuff that occupies a lot of our minds and our hearts. It's the heart of the matter within many of our lives, these things, and that is the matters of our hearts, the stuff that matters. The other subtitle would be this, talking about this tough stuff, which is really, really all the important stuff. What we value and how we value it. Who we love and how we love them. How we deal with the fact that we are mortal. Why we vote or why we don't. And for whom. And what we aspire to be in this life. How we want to share the charge of our soul. All this tough stuff is really the most essential stuff in our lives. Now, beyond subtitles, this message series is grounded really by this thought that is most associated with the Buddhist traditions, but indeed all world traditions at their most mature have this teaching. It's about attachment, attachment that causes our hearts and our minds and our lives to suffer. Now, attachment really comes in two forms. There's the kind of attachment that's kind of like Scarlett O'Hara at the end of Gone with the Wind, and she's begging Rhett Butler not to leave her, you know. Frankly, my dear, don't give a damn. That's his response. Well, that's the kind of thing, you know, if you go, I don't know what will become of me. That's the kind of attachment that is clinginess. We suffer because we have something and we want to hold it so close. But there's another kind of attachment that's just as important, understanding how we're built sometimes, and that is aversion, denial, holding things too far away from each other. It's kind of like, if you think about it, maybe you're one of these people, you grew up in a really small town, and the first thing you knew about a small town is that you did not want to be there. And so you took off for the big city as soon as you could, and you left it all behind, and you, you know, you're just, you're hipper than now. You're at all the right openings, and you're at the right concerts, and you're meeting the right people, and you're with the beautiful folks, but you're doing it to spite all those people left back there in Podunk. And you're doing it not because you're free. You're doing it because you're still attached to them. As many miles away as they might be, that's the kind of aversion that is attachment. Now we're called here, all of us, in the depth of spiritual life, to a life beyond this kind of clinging desire or fearful denial. There is a way of life, a way of life that we practice here and we aspire to, that promises all of us a real freedom, an integrated life a whole way of living. What we want to do, especially in this message series, is call us back again to this opportunity to liberate our freedom, to participate in that life, that divine life that we talk about here at Wellsprings and our DNA, our beliefs, that call to know the divine by living fully, loving generously, and being who we are called to be. And so I start today with, in many ways, the thing a lot of us don't talk about, money. And I start because it has to do with our mission. Charged full with the charge of the soul. Today's an opportunity around money to sort of read our energy gauge. Not read your bank account, but read our energy gauge around money. Is it feeling depleted or is it full up? Joseph Campbell, the great mythologist, said, Money is congealed energy. Hope, love, fear, denial, shame, all the stuff, all those emotions sort of, sort of um, come together 
in our energy around money. We turn the air conditioning up a little bit. We turned it down, and uh, it's feeling a little bit warm in here. I'm seeing people sort of fan each other. It's too hot, too hot, too cold. It's sometimes the way it goes around here. Money is congealed energy. You see, you can have a ton of money, and absolutely the charge of your soul can be depleted. You can be running on empty, or you may not have much, but still live a charged full life. It all depends on how you relate to your wealth and your money. Now, the Beatles just told us, John and Paul did, money can't buy us love. We really want to believe that, don't we? That really happiness and money and love, there isn't much of a connection. Well, maybe you truly are that kind of spiritually mature person that I don't consider myself to be, not quite yet. And you believe that, in fact, there isn't an essential connection between money, love, and happiness. Wonderful. I want what you've got. But if you take a look at our society, clearly we can think that a lot of people do believe there is a connection between money and love and happiness. We've talked about this as Americans for well over 100 years. Things as old as the Protestant work ethic and the spirit of capitalism, if you remember that old sociological chestnut, to a 